This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Baldy, let's shift gears and talk about Super Bowl windows in the NFC, okay? Yeah. Last year you had Philadelphia, you had the 49ers, you had the Vikings. We, I didn't believe them. I don't think you believed in them. And it played out that way. But they're still there. Um, Bucks, they're going to drop, but that was a team that was in the playoffs last year. Cowboys, Giants made the playoffs. And I, I'm just thinking about Super Bowl windows, and I just want to, you know, look at this for just a second. So – You've got great ownership in Philly. You've got the best GM, I think, right now in Howie Roseman, who's been doing it a long time. And now you have your franchise quarterback locked up who's completely and totally motivated to get back and have another shot. And let's be honest, Baldy, the team is loaded. They've got depth. They've got stars. They've got playmakers. Listen, everybody, I'm not putting the Eagles in the Super Bowl, okay? But I'm telling you, like, their window to get there is now. It started earlier than I think we expected. And, and Baldy, I don't think they're going anywhere. I think over the next five years, and that's that's a long time, because you got to figure that Jalen Hurts comes into his own and they continue to put these pieces around him. But, damn, I think they've got everything to get back to the Super Bowl. So a couple things about that, Carl. Um, One, uh, congratulations, Jalen Hurts. Just graduated, got a second degree Incredible. from Oklahoma. Like, the, he's just a special, special person. All right. But I, I talked to one of the star players just yesterday, and he told me they play the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City on Monday night after their bye week. They literally play the Cowboys on Sunday night, and they get two weeks to get ready to go to Kansas City. And this player told me that that's, like he hasn't stopped thinking about that game. Like, like they that collapse in the second half yeah. against the Chiefs to lose that Super Bowl is a motivating factor for this team. It just is. Now, people used to talk about Super Bowl hangovers. Maybe that's real. We've seen enough evidence over the years, Carl, to, to kind of know that it, it can be. We saw the Rams last year. It it can be a real Super Bowl hangover. Like if you lose win, win sometimes it's just hard. They are motivated. Um, they can't wait to get to Kansas City on that Monday night. Might be the highest-rated game of the season. They're going to have a good record. Kansas City's going to have a good record. We're all going to watch week 11. And so I'm with you. Like, I I don't see how this team went backwards this year. I know they lost Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and Marcus Epps, some guys. Like, I know that. Um, they're probably not going to bring back in Dominican Sue and Linval Joseph, but they drafted Jalen Carter. Right. They drafted, you know, all these guys from, uh, you know, from Georgia. Georgia, like, yeah. They're going to get their chance. They drafted a right guard from Alabama. Uh, they they just picked up DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny at running back. I I, I don't think they went backwards at all this offseason, Carl. 
Baldy, what about Nick Sirianni losing both coordinators? If you were to ask me, that may be the only question I have because you go from totally trusting these guys, right? One guy's the new Arizona Cardinals head coach, the other guy's in Indianapolis, right? Now, if you were to say, okay, that's my only concern with the Eagles. They got the personnel. I like Sirianni. He seems to be the right fit, but you just lost both coordinators. How big of a deal is that? I think it's a big deal, Carl. Now, I don't want to, you know, Sean DeSeer comes in, run the defense, and Brian Johnson run the offense. Like, they're qualified. So I'm not taking any shots at them. But I, I, I grew up in the Dallas organization where we lost Ditka. We lost Gene Stallings. We lost a lot of really good coaches. And I didn't feel like we replaced them mm. properly. I've oh, And since then, I've always said it's more difficult to replace good coaches than it is good players. I agree. Now, we, we, we've got to see this. we got to see. Like, I thought Shane Steichen did an outstanding job building this offense, calling plays, and it really freed up Nick to just be a great game day coach. That you just The team, they just look organized, Carl. They, they, don't, they don't have 12 men on the field. They don't take stupid penalties. You know, they, they call the right timeouts. Like, the guy's in charge. Like, he's, he's really good at his job. But he needs his lieutenants to go do their jobs. And so can he trust, to your point, can he trust his lieutenants to call a similar type game to make the, the necessary adjustments, you know, to fix things on the fly that you got to do some days the way he did before? Because they were all hand-chosen guys that came with them yep. day one. And some of those guys he knew. You know, Shane Steichen, he's known a long time. So I got to – and Jonathan Gannon, he came from Indianapolis with him. So I got to see, to your point, we all got to kind of wait and see, you know, what how they do this and how this unfolds because I don't think it's just going to be completely seamless. Baldy, I put out a poll maybe about eh, two, maybe two and a half weeks ago. And the poll was basically based around who is the second best quarterback in the NFC. And it started with Jalen Hurts, okay? And it was funny because people were saying, well, it's uh, it's Jared Goff. It's, it's, uh, it's Gino from, you know, Seattle. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, so who is the second and the third and the fourth best quarterback in the NFC? In the AFC – it's loaded. We don't have this issue. You start, you know, Mahomes, Burrow, you just start going down the list. If I asked you that question, who's the second best quarterback in the in the NFC? It's not Trey Lance, right? It's not Brock Purdy. I, I don't buy Kirk Cousins, but a lot of people said in the poll, Kirk Cousins, Dak was a distant fifth or sixth, Baldy. Like he wasn't considered to be the second best quarterback in the NFC. And then you had guys even choosing Daniel Jones. And I'm like, wow. Now, this, again, was with Aaron Rodgers out of the NFC. Who's the second, third, and fourth best quarterbacks in the NFC behind Jalen Hurts? I think you got a lot of, you know, guys that, you know, Geo Smith had a great season, 30 touchdowns, seven interceptions, playoff team, uh, played really, really well. He's got a great supporting cast around him. Uh, you know, Geno's up at the top of the list for sure. Uh, the way that he played, now can he back it up? You know, um, so you know, it, I think Justin Fields is going to take a big jump this year. Yeah, I, I, I was I was doing a TV show last night with Indomitian Sue, and he said, and I, I was a little surprised, but he said the most difficult guy to defend in the league is Justin Fields. You know, just mm-hmm. because of his 
breakout speed, the ability to, to, to get him down to the ground. Like, and he had Jalen Hurts right there, too. So Jalen, just I forget, it was one and two. But, like, I expect Justin Fields to take a jump this year. I thought he improved in the second half of the season last year. And I think he's going to be, um, you know, a frontline player. I, look, Kirk Cousins is going to put up great numbers every year. He's got maybe the best receiver in the league, Justin Jefferson. And he's got a full offseason with TJ Hawkinson. Um, you know, they, they should be, they drafted a good receiver. Like, they should be, he, he's going to put up good numbers. We just don't believe him because we haven't seen, I mean, look, he, he put up big numbers against the Giants in a playoff loss. But, like, we, we just, we just seen enough to know that he's a 500 quarterback. That's, that's what he's been. And, you know, he knows that he's got to win the postseason to break out of that. And so that's where he's at. And so, look, it's just uh, we're going to see a, a rookie in Carolina this year. We're going to see an unproven guy in Atlanta. I mean, he's going to do the whole lineup of, of quarterbacks right now and where we're at, you know, this whole situation. We don't know what's, what's in Washington. Like, there's so much unknown. So if you say, okay, what's the poll? Like, I, I, it does start with Jalen because he was, before the injury in week 15 against Chicago, like, he was my number one candidate to be the MVP of the league over Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Because he set an NFL record for rushing touchdowns. I mean, on and on and on. Best record, all the stuff that they did. So I, I think he's the benchmark right now, and he takes care of the football and all that stuff. So, I don't know, Brock Purdy comes back, and he's healthy. Can he be that guy? Mm. Can Matt Stafford? get healthy and be the second best guy. Cause you know, when you win a Super Bowl, you, you can't just dismiss Matt Stafford the way that he played two years ago, but we believe that the Rams are in rebuilding mode and we got to see if the line can protect it. The offense line all got injured last year, but if, if they are healthy and Cooper cup is healthy, like Matt Stafford is a guy that you can say is the second best in this conference right now. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Brian Baldinger, Carl Dukes, it's in the huddle. Speaking of Justin Fields, uh, talk to his dad frequently. I see his dad. Yeah. So last year, he, along, I think it was him, there was about four other guys, Justin, Deshaun Watson, who's also a Georgia boy. Uh, I want to say there was two other quarterbacks, starters in the NFL. Well, Stafford's that, Georgia? Yeah, that were true. Well, no, he's a Dallas kid. He's, yeah, but he, yeah, but he lives here. Yeah. Um, and they were training here um, in Georgia, and they had like a throwing camp. And I'm just bringing this up to talk about your point about Justin taking the jump. This was last year, and he brought some of these wide receivers in from the Bears to be a part of it. And it was one of those kind of – it wasn't undercover, but a lot of people didn't know that it was going on. You know, these guys right. are in town working out, not right. a lot of people knew. And the thing is, he worked on his throwing motion. He was working on a lot of stuff, delivery, and – he had a lot of wow plays last year, right, Baldy? That was the thing. Like you turn on the TV, and if he, you you see him break, you know, out of the the pocket, and then yeah. he throw it, and you're like, wow. And I think this year we're going to see more of that. But my point is, he's also committed to getting better. Like he's not sitting around, you know, relaxing. He, he's literally working on his game. And from what I've heard, I think they're going to have that camp again this year where these guys come in and it may be more quarterbacks involved, but I'm looking forward to, to checking it out and, and going out there maybe for a day to see what's happening because these guys are putting in the work, man. And Deshaun, you know, it was one of those things last year, nobody kind of knew what was going on with him. And Justin has known him for years. He's like, come on, let's, let's work. So I think he does take a jump. And that's why I feel like Deshaun Watson is also going to be a lot better uh, this year. He was just rusty, man. It, it showed it. And 
we'll see how it plays out. But I do well, like. I, I, I mean, if I go back to Justin Fields, like I've always loved him. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've known him longer, Carl. You know, high school days at Georgia and all that stuff. I, I but I just remember the pandemic year in the Big Ten was going to shut down football, and Justin Fields, he's the one that wrote the letter. That's like, right. Don't do that to us. We want right. to play. Like we we understand we've got to be diligent. You know, we've got to be careful. But like he was the he was the guy that was going. I want to play football. Like now they you know things happen and you know things got turned around. But like. He wasn't ready to sit out and play. He wants to play. I thought Chicago, I, I really like the staff in Chicago. I really do. I think this team, like they look, they the, the cupboard was bare defensively. They they added some good draft picks, some free agency. Like I feel like this team could compete this year much better than it has. But you're right. Justin Fields in almost every game had these wow moments. Miami, you know, Detroit. Like I could just see the the, the plays and I feel like I said this before the season started last year, and I wasn't part of me was taking a shot at some coaches and quarterbacks that have gone through Chicago. But I said for the first time in a long time, the Bears have both a coach and a quarterback. Mm. And I feel and I and I and I'm committed to that. And I believe that you're gonna see that this year. And I think people in Chicago coming out to Soldier Field, they're gonna see a, a good product on the field. I agree. Let's talk about uh, as we're talking about the you know the NFC. We said this about the Chiefs. So who's the biggest threat to the Chiefs? You said Cincinnati. Who's the biggest threat to the Eagles in the NFC? Well, I mean Dallas is always going to be there. I just am not as high. Like I think Dallas's defense is going to be really good. I mean they're they're going to be Micah's going to have his best season. Stephon Gilmore makes a difference. Mozzie. Do you think Dan, Mozzie was smart? Do like you think Dan Quinn, real quick, do you think Dan Quinn uses him exclusively on the edge? He's already come out and said he's not. Although, okay. you know, his, his the, the number of edge plays in year two versus year one was almost twice as many. Hmm. So I think he's going to play him and move him around. It, like I've, I've said to Micah, and I've said publicly, like it makes no sense for Micah to be out covering slot receivers. You know, it just doesn't. Like, like he can do it, but it makes no sense for him to walk out. Like, let somebody else walk out. But, you know, from the inside linebacker position, like his ability to to blitz, beat running backs, and pass protection, get to the quarterback, like it's unmatched. But I believe he's going to be mostly on the edge. But they, they should be very good defensively. I just don't believe in the offense. I got to see what McCarthy looks like, what he does. Like, I don't believe this team is as good without Zeke. Now, you can say anything you want about Zeke, about, okay, the production's down, all this stuff. That's true. But he's a great football player, and he's a great teammate. And I and, he, and there was a great one-two punch with him and Pollard. So Pollard's coming back from an injury. I don't know who number two is. Maybe it's five foot five Deuce Vaughn. But i got to see what a five foot five running back. I've seen one of them in my lifetime, Darren Sproles, that could do it yeah. on, on some level. I haven't – He's the only one I can really say they could really play. Like, I, maybe Deuce is a great story. I got to see if he can really help the offense. They lose Dalton Schultz. He was a really good player. Like, you know, he, and so maybe Ferguson and, you know, what they have there can, can kind of patch together. I, I got to see if Brandon Cooks fits in with Dak and how he changes things, if he does. 
So I just got to see if this offense is going to be a really explosive offense is against San Francisco and against Philly and against the better teams in the conference. Cause if they get to the postseason again, they're going to see those teams again and they got to score more points than they are. So before we get out of here, Boldy, I got to ask you about a schedule that you said is probably one of the weakest you've seen. Yes. Um, my alter ego on my uh, show here in Atlanta is Nostradukas and Nostradukas predicts and looks ahead yeah and a lot of times Nostradukas has been right and so when the schedule came out uh my alter ego said this team is going to win seven or ten games be ten and seven and I'm talking about the Atlanta Falcons so schedule comes out tell me why you think this is not only maneuverable but also why it's one of the easiest that you've seen in a very long time well I mean okay look just let's go through it Carl I mean the first two games are at home Right. Okay. Against Carolina with Bryce Young, all right, making his NFL debut. Maybe he's, you know, the next coming week one, but generally it takes a little bit of time. And then they play Green Bay with Jordan Love at home. So we don't believe that Green Bay is made for prime time right now. Maybe Jordan Love proves us all wrong. You know, we, we, there are two unproven quarterbacks to this point that they see week one. Okay. Then they go on the road and they play at Detroit and at Jacksonville. Okay, both improved teams, um, but not like they are can't be that they're invincible at this point, you know. And then you get Houston and Washington at home, <laughs> and nobody thinks that Houston is made for prime time yet. Yep. And Washington, like you're looking at these quarterbacks, and you go, okay, unproven quarterbacks in all these situations, and they're coming to their place to start the season. Then you go to Tampa with an unproven quarterback situation, you know, same thing. And you go, you'll go to Tennessee. And who knows who's playing quarterback there in Tennessee? And you, then you get Minnesota at home. You go to Arizona. Like, the schedule. <laughs> like, you know, you, you look at the quarterbacks. You look at the teams around them. Yeah. And you go, I don't know. Atlanta, if they just do nothing but hand the ball off to B-John. Exactly. They win these games. You know? So, I, and you keep going on and on. You just don't see a difficult stretch at any point during the season. They finish on the road at Chicago and at New Orleans. Like, there isn't Kansas City. There isn't Philadelphia. There isn't the Buffalo Bills, the Cincinnati Bengals. They're right. not on the schedule. Like, they, they've got, and it, you know, like all these. Like, I remember the year, Carl, 1998, you know, they, they had uh, um, jo, jo, Jamal Anderson. You, you know, it was the, it was the Dirty Birds. Yeah. And Dan Reeves, and they caught fire, and nobody saw it coming. And it went all the way to the Super Bowl. Chris Chandler was quarterback. Like, they went all the way to the Super Bowl. Like, you can see this team in that city, okay, starved for some kind of winner, catching fire. And all of a they're five and one and catching fire. And all of a sudden, Mercedes Benz Dome becomes a, you know, a place to go to on Sundays for the first time in forever. Like, I can see that team stacking wins and people getting excited with that schedule and who knows the confidence level that grows with a lot of young players, Drake London and Kyle Pitts and Bijan, who knows? They don't know what they don't know, but if they're winning games and the confidence is high, they can't wait to get to the practice field. Like I can see that team like making a noise early this season. I agree. Uh, Nostradukas agrees as well. Um, and, and the crazy thing is, no primetime games, so you don't have to maneuver Sunday night, Thursday night. 
um, because the leagues change, right? No, you're not guaranteed those games anymore. And then, you know, I just look at eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Nielsen's the new DC. So he came over from New Orleans. He was the D-line coach. A lot of people I've spoken with said, listen, great teacher. He's going to teach. He's going to help the young guys. But then you've got some older vets now in Calais Campbell, yeah. Bud Dupree. And you spent all the money on the defense. Yeah. So to your point, Playing a lot of these young quarterbacks or unproven quarterbacks with the guy that came from New Orleans, he was there. And, and for those who don't know, Sean Payton wanted to hire Ryan Nielsen as his defensive coordinator in Denver, but he hadn't taken the job yet. So the Falcons Ooh. jump in oh. because, the, because the general manager and Terry Fontenot had a relationship with Ryan Nielsen when he was at New Orleans. Yeah. And so they get him and Sean Payton wanted to bring him to Denver. But he didn't have he didn't do it because he couldn't do it because they hired him. So That's he's well he's well thought of, highly, highly thought of as far as a defensive mind. And I just get I use that baldy to just say the defense is gonna be better. It's gonna be better. And I'm not telling you it's top five or but you know, you don't have to be. You turn people over, you get off the field when you need to when you need to, and you give the offense the ball, and then you've got Arthur Smith who's gonna have run control, game control, clock. You're right. This is a dangerous situation that they could find themselves in by week eight. Maybe they're six and two, you know, and, and you're looking at this team completely different. So yep. it's going to be interesting to see. But I got them at 10 and seven and I got them in the playoffs this yep. year. Well, I, mean, I think there's probably just one playoff team from the NFC South and probably 10 wins probably gets it done. I mean, last year they put a team in without a winning record, you know, that made the playoffs. I mean, it's just where that division is right now. Yeah, uh, I'm sure people think uh, the New Orleans Saints, you know, could certainly make that jump this year. And, and I don't think there's anybody in Carolina that if Bryce Young doesn't become, you know, an instant star, like they can't turn things around as well. So, I mean, it, the division should be a lot better. But to me, it sets up where Atlanta could, you know, could win this thing right now just from the scheduling standpoint. And, uh, you know, which which would be great for Atlanta, you know, with uh, with. Arthur Smith and Arthur Blank and, uh, you know, the city of Atlanta could be, could be a real, a lot of fun. No doubt about it. Baldy, we got a lot to talk about this off season. It's going to be fun, man. We yeah. hope you guys 
not only like like the uh, show, but also make sure that you uh, follow us. Uh, new podcasts come out every Tuesday, Thursday, and we we talk about any and everything. And we'll start to do some deep dives into some teams too, because I know there's some fan bases going, "Hey, you guys are, talk, are talking about our teams." Okay. Um, but we'll do some of that because I know there are some fan bases. I've I've heard from people being like, "Hey, you and Baldy, you can you guys talk about this team?" All and, right. And, and, and we'll let me make this pledge, Carl. Let me make this pledge to the fans, and we appreciate everybody listening and tuning in. We're here twice a week, every week. My, sometimes breaking news could be three times a week. But I, I always take this approach, Carl. I treat all 32 teams the same. Yes. I don't have favorites. I know Dallas gets a lot of the attention media-wise. I, I get all that. But I, I really try to do my very best to treat all 32 of these teams the same. They all deserve it. They all have a fan base. They all have Hall of Famers. They all have a history. Like, I want to give all 32 teams, like, equal attention as, as much as I possibly can. That's awesome. And we will do that. By the way, we will talk about the commanders being sold. It's something we haven't spent time on, but it is a big deal in the NFL when any team gets sold and it's a record amount. And we're going to talk about what that means for for that team and that fan base coming up. Um, But it's good for the league. So make sure you subscribe in the huddle, wherever you get your podcast. Brian Baldinger, Carl Dukes, Jason Lockon for a part of this podcast as well. We appreciate you guys being here. Everybody have a great day. Baldy, we'll talk soon. You got it, Carl.